it is your job to protect and provide for these children. Parents are a child's first introduction to all types of authority. The Lord has charged parents to train up a child in the way he should go and help to shape appropriate behaviors and attitudes toward other people and their understanding of God and his plan of salvation. Hello, family. Coming back to you again today. I got an educator for you. I got an educator by the name of Miss Sade. Miss Sade, how are you this evening? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. I am very glad to have you on today. I'll give you all a background on Miss Sade, and if I leave anything out, please, please, please correct me. So she is representing the education field. Uh, we have Miss Sade. She's a ten-year in the game educator. All levels, math is her strong point. She loves it. She teaches it. She breathes it, you know, because of her math scores and the kids. Teacher of the year at her current school. You know, she's a PWI graduate here in South Florida. And Miss Shade, I'm very glad to have you on today. I'm honored to be on. You said you had a story for me. On Parenting with Mike, we always start with a story and then we just dive right in. So you said you had a good one for me. I'd love to hear it. Yes, so uh, early this school year, um, I have a student who I noticed he was a level three last year in math and reading. Uh, this year, he dropped to a level two in math, a level one in reading. That's a huge decrease. And um, the same young man was on Instagram because, you know, I follow my kids on social media. When I find that they have one, they request me and I, I allow it because I want to see what they put on their page. I'm like the mama that's not the mama in a sense. Anyway, so he decides that he wants to post a, a picture of him with a BB gun in his pants and holding up uh, the Z sign. The Z sign is like a, it's a Haitian gang that's established in prison, believe it or not. It's really big in Florida because that's where it that's where it's established at in Florida. Right, right. Um, and and he is that's his background. Uh, I think his father is Haitian, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah. So he had the picture, you know, posting up and stuff. So I seen it. I screenshot it to my co-teacher, and we sent it to his mom. Well, the mama called an attitude with us, like, oh, well, I seen that. I'm gonna have him take it down. Thank you, or whatever. Like she was like real dry, just like real you know, nasty when I was really thrown by that. I'm like, okay, if, if my son's teacher reach out and show me a picture of something inappropriate, one, like we already know what happens with black men in this country. Uh, two, he's a black young man playing with a gun. Like he's not too young to get, well, to get knocked off. You know, considering Tamar Rice, where he was 11, 12, playing yeah. with a fake gun and got killed. So I'm just saying, like, and these are the images that he's putting out there on social media because he wants to portray himself as a thug, and he really isn't. He is one of the biggest crybabies in my class. But the point was, when I reached out to his mom, she had a whole attitude, and I was really floored by that because I'm just like, if that was me and my son teacher reached out to me, I'd be ready to whoop his behind because I'm trying to figure out why you even put images like that on social media trying to be someone that you really aren't. Like, I just don't get it. So yeah, that that's the end of my story. After I didn't even after she gave me the attitude, I didn't even bother to go into a further dialogue with her. I just kind of like did it and left it alone. Well, now family, now I told you, you know, Miss Shade brought something to us today. Now, if I were to say, 
your kid going to jail, you know, am I wrong? Right? Am I speaking illy of the young man? And we're talking, you know, what, third, fourth grade, fifth grade? Yeah, we in fifth grade. You know, and then you're saying, uh, and, and, and explain to him just really quickly what level one, level three means as far as uh, the school system in here in Florida. Okay, so level three means that you are proficient, that you are on grade level, you master the skills that were taught to you in the fifth grade. Level three, four, and five. So level four is above grade level. Obviously, level five will be above grade level. Level two is below grade level, and level one is really below grade level. Like That means that I am not proficient. I do not understand what is being taught to me. Normally, you know, back in the day, if you scored a level two or one, you get left back. Well, you know, now in the school system, they don't care if you score one, two, three, four, five. They're going to move you up anyway. And what's sad is a lot of level ones and twos sitting in middle school and high school who are lacking the fundamentals because they didn't get it right in elementary school. And a lot of times these same children don't have no parents digging in their backpack, checking their homework, making sure they do their homework. This is the same little boy who told me he didn't do his math homework. Remind you, two questions. I sent home two questions. Two. I want to put emphasis on two. Two questions. Your boy said he didn't do it because he didn't have a pencil, and he thought it was so funny. The smirk on his face. But you just scored a level two and a one in your testing. Now you got to test some math or reading when you go to middle school. So now, so okay, okay. So we're talking about an elementary age kid that was at one point doing well, stable. Now... We've talked about this in the past, and, and families who are listening, not sure if you know this, but I'm just going to be dropping some information. The Department of Corrections builds prisons based on the third grade scores. Absolutely. So hopefully he was doing well in the third grade, fourth grade he had three, so that means intelligence-wise he's doing fine. But I tell you what, what you do at the house and see – See, see, it's cute what you're doing at home, which is why I never really cared for, you know, you go to a, a kid's birthday party and these boys playing some of the most raunchy songs at a kid's birthday party. Mm-hmm. So now you got like seven yep. and eight year olds popping and bouncing and F this and F that. And see, it's funny till it ain't funny. Like, when does it stop being funny? You know what I mean? Then you telling me you you so you called the house an old girl getting upset. So now, so okay. So for my, for those who are listening, should I say, Nah, Shade, she didn't understand. She don't understand. She she they they know not what they do. Your response? She ain't know no better. She's a new mom. I mean, she's a new mom. Mm. She ain't never had a fifth grader before. She don't know. Okay, that could be possible. However, I don't, even the slowest parent who just had one child or who had no guidance coming up would see an issue with a fifth grader posing a gun, holding up a gang sign. Like to me, I don't understand how you don't see that being a problem, how you don't see that being an issue along the line. Like I'm not, I know that parenting does not come with a handbook. But there ain't no way in the world my child teacher can send me a screenshot of him doing something like that on social media and I don't go upside his head. Because at the end of the day, we do understand that black men is a target. You don't even have to watch the news to understand that. All you got to do is go outside, look around you. Like, it's everywhere. Just yesterday, 
yesterday a black man lost his life because they thought he was breaking into an apartment and it was his own place. And they trust me, they're going to find a way to justify the killing. I'm like, you don't have to sit there and watch the news all day to understand that this is what taking place in this country. So I, to me, and maybe I'm a little biased because, you know, I grew up with old school parents. I just find it very difficult for a parent to not see a problem with that. Whether you a new parent, a young parent, you can't be that ignorant to where you think that's okay. Well, he's in fifth grade. You, you got me thinking. He's 10. So, okay. Okay. So let's say, let's say the parent says, well, mind your business. You know, this is the life that we live. This is what we're doing in our home. Now, I ain't gonna lie to you. If that's what you're doing, then I hope y'all are teaching him. You know, let's say he is running dope. You know, let's say he is a hitman. Let's say he is running guns or whatever he's doing. He still needs math. Now, I'm gonna be real jokey right now. You know, you talking about selling drugs or moving money. Them guys moving and dealing with a lot of money. You still need math. You still need chemistry. You still need science. You still need distribution. You still need an understanding of business. So all this ignorance isn't going to help you in your future endeavors. And you know what I mean? Like, is she happy when he drops out of school or, or somebody's trying to kill him? Like, like I try to understand, well, maybe that's what she's shooting for. Maybe she wants him to be like the daddy. Maybe she wants him to emulate her and what she's doing. Now, is she embarrassed? Could that be it? Am, am I wrong for saying that? Is she embarrassed? Like, she catching attitudes. So was you calling her, showing her that? Is that her way of saying that she didn't know what to do? Or her life is so stressed and strained that she's overwhelmed? What about that? You know, they say parents are in survival mode. So what about survival mode? Survival mode? I mean, that could possibly be true, but hell, I'm a parent too. So again, like, that could possibly be true. She does have two other children. We got a brother in third grade, they got a baby sister, but I mean, from my understanding, from what their mother told me, the father hasn't gone out the week. So you only have them on the weekends. So you have help. You're not a single mama out here. You're not doing it by yourself. Their father is very involved. That's who brings them to school. That's who picks them up. That's who feeds them. That's who they stay with throughout the week. You see them twice. You see them two days out of seven days. The daddy had them five days. Well, look, so, family. I'm going to tell you, I, I was I was trying to give Shadi a hard time, but I'm not going to lie to you. It ain't really looking good. I mean, because, you know, but then if something happened to him, is she crying? Is she upset? Is she is she at the detention center saying, I want my baby back? Like, like if a parent says that they love their child, shouldn't you want the best for them? Shouldn't you want them to be successful? Is it asking too much for you to support the teacher, you know, I don't think so. Mm. I, I I don't think so. But yet I'm hearing more and more stories. And as you know, Michelle, I got a couple more teachers and some principals coming on. It seems like the parents catch attitude with the schools. The kids that are in my classroom, their parents are my age or a little younger. They be their focus is on everything but their kids. Don't get me wrong. I know people. People going through stuff and, you know, whatever the case may be, I get that. But they don't want to do nothing with their kids. They they got all the time for these kids that be messing with. They got all the time for the drugs and the clubs and on the scene. Like half of my follow on Facebook and Snapchat, you should see them in the club every weekend. But you don't have that same energy for your kids. It just really irks my nerve. The generation that we are raising, the generation in these classrooms are so lost. 
they are so lost because their parents are so lost. Like the reason why you do have some millennials who got a good brain on their head because they got old school parents. My parents in their 70s. My mama had me when she was in her late 30s. I got old school parents who did just not play that. They value education. They value a lady, you know, being a lady in the streets, having some morals about herself. Like, that's how we were raised. But the stuff that we see today in these classrooms, some of these parents, when they come to the school, it's just like, you don't have no shame. I had a whole parent try to hit on me in front of her son, her, yes, a female, telling me how fine I am in front of her son. Like, you ain't got no type of respect for your kids. None. The parenting is horrible. Like, I'm going to say that. I know people don't get offended. Oh, well, it's okay for you to be offended. Change your ways. Their parenting is trash. Like, complete trash. They put themselves first. And they put their kids second. And it's just so annoying. And it's like, when you call them out on it, or not even, like, be real with it. When you have a simple conversation, hey, listen, Little man been out of school so and so so days. I can't help him if he's not here. You get attitude. Well, I got this and I got that, but you ain't working no well. You're not sleep all day long because you've been out. And your son got to walk miles to get to school because you don't want to take him. Like, this is real life stuff that happens this year in my classroom. It's so disturbing. Can y'all please do better? Like, if you don't want to be a parent, if you tired, you don't want to have no kids, stop having them. Get some birth control. Do something. But stop bringing these babies into this world and just letting them fend for themselves. That's not fair to them. Fifth grade, fifth grade, I got to be, I got to fend for myself. I got to cook for myself. I got to make sure I got this. I got to make sure I get to school because my mama tired. She can't get to bring me to uh, school. Not because she's been working all night, because she's been in the club all night. That's horrible. I'm not judging. I'm, I'm calling like it is. Like, that's the problem. We get so sensitive when people call us out on our no, that's not for them kids. Stop doing them like that. If you don't want to have them, you don't want to get, if you don't want to teach them or parent them, whatever you call it, if you don't want to be bothered with it, stop getting pregnant. So, something. Because these babies are suffering. Like, these kids come in our classroom and tell us all their parents' business. They bit to us about how they don't like their mama boyfriend. They bit to us about how they had to walk to school. They bit to us how they ain't had no food in the refrigerator. We buying them food and stuff. Like, I don't think they get it. We don't ask for this information. They tell us because they're tired of it. They can't tell their parents because they're going to get a whooping, but they come and tell the teacher. And most schools going to call on people on you. But at our school, because we actually care about the kids and their parents, won't call the people on them. We try to talk some sense into them. But everybody's not going to have that same energy. I need for the parents in my age group to get their together because it's ridiculous. There it is. If you do not trust the people at your child's school, like I'm a grown man, I call your house and say, Miss Shade, your son was throwing staples. Is do I should I have to defend myself? I've actually had to do that. So now it's my word against an eight-year-old. So my grown behind is running behind eight-year-olds trying to get them in trouble. I'm not really understanding. So if you don't believe me, that means you don't trust me. And if you don't trust me, why are you sending your kid to spend a day with somebody you don't trust? Make make me understand that, Michelle. Tell me something now. Tell me something. Um, well, for one, this is how I was raised. And I guess in these, I, I really feel like it's how the parents were raised because how you were raised is how you raise your kids, right? So I had old school right. parents. The teacher called the house. My father told me straight up, I believe the teacher. I don't want him nothing you got to say because they grown. They don't have no reason to lie on you. So that's my same logic when it comes to my child. I don't want to hear nothing you have to say because what is the teacher gaining by lying on you? You legit. 
they grown. They don't get paid to lie on you. They get paid to teach you. So what what are they gaining by calling my phone lying on you? Like, what are they going to get out of the deal? Absolutely nothing. It's like, I don't want to be so hard on parents, but I know everybody going through stuff in life, you know what I'm saying? Including myself, everybody is going through something. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to your kids, especially especially when they are in elementary school, that is like the time you do more investing than anything because that's the foundation. Agreed. And it's like, if you don't want to lose your kids to these streets, if you don't want to lose your kids to violence and stuff, you got to instill principles in them at a young age, fifth grade, fourth grade, and on down. So when they go to middle school, they have that foundation, you know, that they can, that you continue to build on that will help them become leaders so they could be somebody in society. Because at the end of the day, the target is on the black man. Why? Because they are the strongest, the most intelligent. No other race can stop African-Americans. We dominate everything we do, everything. So it's like, we really have to protect our kids. We really have to instill in them how special they are, how powerful they are. And I just don't see that. It's really sad, especially in our community. It's a thousand and one excuses to why we can't do this. My baby daddy ain't in the picture. I'm doing this by myself. I'm working all these jobs. Don't get me wrong. Those are valid points, but so was I. I was 19 with a kid on my own in college. And I went through all that, but I still invested in his education. It, it was no excuse when it came to his education. And it's because I had parents who invested in me. His dad is not in his life, but it ain't going to stop me from investing in his education. That doesn't stop the show is what I'm trying to say. Like, all those are just excuses. It doesn't stop you from being in it. It takes 15 minutes, literally. How was your day? What did you learn in school today? Do you have homework? Do you need help? That's a 15-minute conversation. That's right. When you do that with your kids, that shows them that you are invested in them, and it builds their confidence. And if you can't help them, let me call somebody who can help them because I can't help them. I'm going to call somebody who can. That's true. That just shows that you care. It's really just that simple. It's like, it's no, it's no long drawn out four or five hour thing. It's no magic. It's simply a 15 minute conversation that you consistently do every day. I'd agree. I'd agree. Like I've had kids. So, so parents, you heard her. You must take the time. You can't say you love your child. If you don't take the time to sit with them, at least ask how they doing. I had a kid not too long ago. I said, hey, man, when you get home, you know, do you read? You know, how much do you read? You know, because it's because, hey, Miss Shade, I'll tell you, for a long time, when I buy gifts for kids, especially young kids, like elementary, say fourth and under, I ain't buy nothing but books. You tell me your son got a birthday party, I'm showing up with a book. Here you go. I, I show with books. Like, what else? What are we doing? Right. Like books, but I asked the kid, let me see, he must have been in um God, it's about three years ago. He's probably in fifth grade. He wasn't in middle school yet. I say, Hey man, you read at the house? And that little boy told me he didn't have no books at the house. And he he didn't say it being funny. He was like, Mr. Thomas, I, I don't have no books. I say, I say you don't have no books in that man. He said, I don't have no books. No books. But uh the mom ain't lived too far from here. I used to see her hugged up with some dudes outside leaning all up against her car. And see, that's another thing too. You, you know, everybody in a different place in their life. And see, this is a this is a child parenting podcast. I don't care what you're doing as an adult. I don't care what you do as an adult. I just want to know what you're doing with your child. Are you trying to get them to drop out of school? Are you trying to make them a thug? Are you trying to make them a doctor? Do you want them to go to fam and be a pharmacist? Like, what are you doing? 
But you hanging up on your school teacher and telling her that you ain't got no, that ain't no problem and it ain't no issue. Maybe that's what you want. But then don't be crying when your kid in the detention center looking crazy and in the eighth grade on a third grade reading level because you ain't doing nothing as a, as a, what, what, what eighth grade, uh, 13, 13 year old on a, on a second grade reading mm -hmm. level. No, nah, dog, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. So, well, what about you? You you mentioned your son. He's in high school now. At least he's he should be he should be pretty much up there. What's some things based on how you were raised that you did or that you've done with him, especially in his early age? You know, some of the supports. We talked um, about structure. You know, we talked about structure in other other shows. What was your main focus with him coming up? When it came with him, um, when he was younger, I was in college. So every night I read to him. We read every day. We um, we read every day. Every night I read to him until he was able to read to me. Especially in elementary school, I was like really, like I was on him like right on rice. Like every day he came home, I'm asking him a question. How was school today? What did you learn? Do you have homework? Do you need help? I'm sitting at the table. Even if he say he don't need help, I'm gonna sit at the table and watch you do your homework. I'm gonna make sure you don't need help. But but why was that um, important? Yeah. Why was that important? Especially the reading part. Why is oh, that important? Explain that to him. Oh, because see, listen, in order to do anything in life, you gotta know how to read. Like reading is you cannot do math, you cannot do any other subject if you cannot comprehend. That's what reading is. Reading is comprehension. So we started when he was three, teaching him how to read. He was the only kid that graduated from preschool that was reading on kindergarten level, almost first grade level, walking into kindergarten. That's extremely important. You don't want to send your kids to school without knowing how to read. Because first grade is not like the normal first grade. First grade is like second grade. Second grade is like third grade. Third grade is like fourth grade, like literally. It's like each grade level has skipped. It's not like when we was when we was coming up. The content is much harder. Those questions that they ask those kids are much harder. They need to know how to read and comprehend. You're not going to be able to do math without comprehending. Yes, math is numbers, but when you do word problems, how are you going to understand what they actually do if you can't read? That's true. Like, I'm not saying read words. I mean, actually comprehend, understand what they're asking me to do. What are they asking me to do? Well, I, I tell you this. One thing I've I noticed, know. when you've been around kids as long as we have, you just see it. You know the ones who are doing well. You know the ones who are not. I swear, I can tell the kids who went to strong VPKs. I can tell the kids who mm -hmm. went to the cheap daycares. And I can tell the kids who went to, I'm not even going to say an expensive daycare. A daycare that prepared them. I don't mean putting TV on and putting a tablet in their face and throwing them in the corner letting them eat cheeses. I'm talking about it actually taught them their letters and their numbers and their colors, their sounds, their sight words, maybe even some phonetics. But when they came and did that assessment kindergarten year, flourished. But you got these other kids, they can't sit still. They have no focus. And see, don't let me get on that, the riddling and the ADHD. Look, y'all, make your kid sit his behind down. But see... But see, they get that from church. I'm going to go church. You take your kid to church, Sunday school, they sit down, right? They review their lessons, mm -hmm. even the little babies. They make those little babies say verses, you know? Even the benefits of doing, um, you know, find your vacation Bible school, you know? Let the people do an Easter speech mm -hmm. with your baby. Got your baby speaking, you know? Church done produced 
a lot of our leaders because it's a leadership ground. Sit your behind down, read this book, listen to this preacher, listen to the Sunday school teacher. So then when you get to school, those skills are transferable. But when you ain't taking your kid to church, you ain't doing nothing with them, you ain't reading to them, you ain't got no books in the house, and then you wonder why they struggle when they get to school, hey, man, I'm going to tell you, if your child having trouble like that, I'm going to say it's the parent fault, especially when the kids are young. Now, if you got a learning disability, that's fine. But what if I told you, had you been working with him, you would have came into the kindergarten knowing he had something wrong. Or at least you'd be in tune with his learning style and his vibe. But if you ain't care, oh, it's going to show. It's going to show. And see, you all have to be in these schools to see what we're talking about. Oh, it gets real bad. Hey, I had a little boy. I had a little boy. You might remember. Man, the little girls was bothering. They was bothering him. Maybe second grade. No, first grade. First grade. Man, them girls was bothering him. That little boy was like, your mama sucked. Yo, I'm talking about clear with force, smart kid, nice kid. But you all cannot expose these kids to the buffoonery and think that it's not going to transfer over to when they come to school. So I don't know. Listen to us. Don't listen to us. Keep playing all the cussing and the smoking and the ignorance. I'm going to just say the ignorance. I shouldn't even say smoking. Whatever, man. Marijuana's legal. <laughs> I'm going to say this, though. I didn't always make the best choices. But the one thing that I really, really, like, made sure that I did do is not do bad habits in front of my child. I waited till he wasn't around me. And before I picked him up from school, I made sure I didn't smell like no marijuana. I wasn't high. Like, I had myself together. Because at the end of the day, you represent your kids as well as your kids represent you. Y'all, these parents be dropping these kids off in the morning. Hi. I'm talking about it's some cars. We don't even want to open the door. You kind of open the door and step back. These kids be bugged when they come to school. It take these kids half the day to come back to themselves. You know, I remember Mm -hmm. there was some talk about is that child abuse. Pretty much the answer was no, was at least the answer they gave back, you know. But you can't be smoking around these kids and dropping them off first thing in the morning. And first of all, if you are smoking at 7.30 in the morning, you might need to go talk to somebody. You might have some underlying <laughs> issues. Now, I'm, you're talking about somebody who did drug treatment in the prison. Whatever. You might need to talk to somebody and make sure that whatever you got going on ain't trickling over to your child. That's just a little extra a little extra information. I know y'all ain't asked for that. I know that ain't what we're really talking about. But you have to separate your issues from your children. If you didn't really care for school, like even me, my wife thought that I loved the library. Man, whatever. If you really knew me, I ain't care about no no uh no zoo, no science museum. You know, I ain't care about no books. Shoot, I. Man, if you knew the trouble. But I know school is important, and I know it's important for their futures. Period. Period. So if you care about them, make them read. I ain't say ask them if they want to read. Make them read. Well, I can't make them. And, and, and some of these parents talking about you, your child friend. Friend with what? They didn't need friends. Yeah. They need a parent. You feel me? And if they knew what they was doing, yeah, they wouldn't be called children. Yeah, Okay. 
I just want to add this one more thing. If y'all really knew what really go on those schools, you might want to teach your kids at home. I had to go to school because it was the law. Everything I learned, though, my mom and daddy taught me at home. It was nothing the teachers could tell me because my parents value education. I couldn't come home and say I didn't have homework. My daddy made sure we had homework on top of the homework that the teacher gave us. And it was double homework when the teacher didn't give us homework. You got teachers today, they just literally sit in their classroom and collect the paycheck. They don't teach your kids nothing. They could care less because they're not invested. And when they see that you don't care, they really don't care. Which, which I'm hey, not one of them teachers. I love what I do. You, you, but everybody not me. You, you, better, you better go to the open house. You better go to that you PTA meeting. You better. Cause, cause, cause you your kid, better. your kid, your kid gonna get left behind. Even if you, let's say you can't read and you don't know nothing about education, you can, you better you that a that open house in the beginning when you got you got let's say what six classes, seven classes, let's say you got twenty five to a class, and you might have four parents show up. Let me say that again. You got six classes on your schedule to teach this year. You got twenty five kids average. Per, per class and you only have four parents show up to open house hey baby if you don't care i don't care now you'd be like well you a school teacher y'all should care no dog no if you don't care i don't care you know what i mean so if you ain't worried about them not doing no homework and like i told like i agree with you schools supplement school's supposed to be secondary you're actually supposed to teach a child at home and uh, Shadi, we are going to have somebody on talking about homeschooling because that's a whole nother worm. And I'll throw this out there for my educators. I know for a fact they don't talk about homeschool law in any education curriculum. I know they don't teach in the ed leadership. Prove me wrong. They don't touch it. They don't touch it because nope. it goes into the parents' rights. You're your child's first teacher. DeSantis trying to take these books out to school, you should have them books at your house, period. And if you don't have no books, you're setting your child up for failure, period. A matter of fact, I'll even tell you, you don't care about your kids if you don't have no books at the house. You ain't got no books, you ain't reading your kids, you don't love your kid. Oh, but you buying them Jordans though. I just saw some shoes, something Thunder. The 2023 little boy was showing me Thunder, like 230. Boy, talking about they gonna double and triple be a thousand dollars in like two, three years because people gonna buy them. It's like they a pre-sale or something. Oh, but these kids walking around with the new Kyrie's on and some Yeezys, but I can't get you to come to a teacher conference. Well, look, Shade, I'm gonna bring you back when my uh when my homeschool people come on and let you chop it up. But I appreciate your time. I do, I do, I do. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you taking this time to share some nuggets with the families. Um, I have you on again, ma'am, and just thank you, ma'am. Thank you for having me. I enjoy myself. I'll be looking for another invite. <laughs>